Hello and welcome to The Secret Layer, the home of gaming and geeks. We hope you enjoy our shows and if you'd like to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. Welcome to a special episode of D&D 101, uh, where we're reviewing Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> Among Thieves. Uh, <laughs> I've already forgotten the title Honor of this film. Shit. <laughs> Honor Among Thieves, yes. Um, I am your host, Niall. You're looking at me. Hello. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's usually a cue for you to say your name whilst right, I'm not so talking. So this is my first time on a podcast. So I thought you knew that. I thought you'd maybe be yeah, a little more very generous, yeah. Niall. More welcoming. Oh, Why? <laughs> when have I ever been welcoming or generous? <laughs> I, I just want to say that I've set up a reputation of being snarky, sarcastic, and lovable, uh, and I believe I'm living up to those three things. Uh, I believe in two of them. <laughs> the snarky. You're one. very lovable. <laughs> <laughs> The snarky one you can get behind. <laughs> Sorry, Harry, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. So uh, we went to school together. Um, yeah, I uh, work in film and television. Uh, so yeah. Worked I've on never... Witcher 2? Witcher. Wait, Bloodlines. Blood Origins. Sorry. Yeah. Blood Oranges. You've seen it. <laughs> I saw this film we've just watched as well. Um, <laughs> Clearly. We... Uh, yeah, so among other things, uh, yeah, work for Warner Brothers, Netflix, HBO, those sort of companies. Um, I'm coming at this as someone who... <laughs> Got his face. Uh, <laughs> I, this? I don't know. I have cool friends that I just let be cool, you know? Yeah. Networking, mate. <laughs> I, well, meet Connie. <laughs> nice to meet you. We have met before, of course, we met before. Um, uh, yeah, I've never played D anD. d Yeah, that's perfect but, person for this film and I for this the, podcast. I thought the film looked good, so I want to see it. Message yeah. you about it because I knew you were the D anD. d guy. Then we bumped out. We bumped into each other as I was going to the cinema to watch Ant Man. Yeah, like, and you were like, "Do you want to come?" And I was yeah. like, uh, I, "I can't come right now." But, but then you were like, "D anD. d We yeah. should go see that." Yeah. And yeah, that's when we were doing this. I was like, "Harry." And so I've been roped into this. And now Sweet. I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, you, Not what I was expecting to do to on fair, a Thursday. This is usually a show where I would explain D&D to a lot of people that haven't ever even heard of D&D or played D&D. So you're, you're fitting in perfectly for this. Welcome. Uh, but today we are going to be reviewing the movie <sighs> Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Got it right this time. Do you want to continue on with? I'm Jordan. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you still here? <laughs> I thought I'd bullied you out of this. Yeah. Nearly. Yeah. I mean, do, you, sorry, do I say more things? You can say more things if you want to. Uh, You're a long time, long time person. I'm on, on the, the podcast. Show. If you listen to the podcast, I don't know anything. <laughs> now it takes piss out of me. That's about it, really. I've played D and D once. I don't remember a lot of what I've been taught, so I'm probably going to come at the film from a place as someone who's never played D and D before. <laughs> there you go. That was quite concise. But learn about it. Yeah. I'm Connie. Uh, I'm also uh, regularly on the podcast. Um, I have also played like D and D once, uh, and yeah, so I'm also coming at the film from just the the knowledge I've learned doing the podcast. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jack, the editor, and I'm in this one. <laughs> Woo! Yay! I get to be in an episode. <laughs> we roped you in. You were up for it. You were. Up I think for before, it. I was up for it. Yeah. I think we should still do it. But before every time you talk, we just get. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. That's gonna like. I'm gonna make that sound like I'm cutting in <laughs> every, time. every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah, every time. Got to keep the illusion alive. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You might even re-record over this <laughs> <laughs> and like do new ADR for your own Correct. voice. Don't Correct give me yourself. the ideas. 
if you just say something wrong and it's like, hi, this is uh, Jack the Editor. Oh, God, yeah. Correcting Jack the Editor. Hi, this is Jack. That Jack's an idiot. Right, so really, now I have Google to hand. Here's the facts. Yeah, no, you said watch a film and I want yeah. to. I like watching films. We talk films all the time on the book. Yeah. So, yeah, this was perfect. And so, yeah, um, we are going to be doing a full spoilerific review because, well, all right, quick spoiler-free review. I liked it. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, what do you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. They're all fit. Yeah, I actually really liked it. There you go. Yeah. That was your spoiler-free review. Yeah, they all are right. all fit. I For the... <laughs> all, all of them. Fit? Even the, the orcs. giant owl bear. Yeah, that was my favorite. Well, the actress playing. Oh. <laughs> really Harry. Giant Albert. Ooh, owls. Like I definitely know what I'm. If I go to Comic Con, it's her with the ginger mm. hair yeah. and the horn. Like her mm. outfit is amazing. I I want to wear that every day. This is the point where we refer to everyone as her, him, and <laughs> them oh, because sorry. we can't remember Sophie the character's Lillis. name. Oh, oh, Sophia. What's the character's name? Doric. Good. Good quiz. Doric. Doric. Yeah. How about how about we just jump straight into this? Like okay. first thoughts of the film, full spoilerific. Talk about whatever you want. Mm. Go crazy. Okay. I have a first thought. So the the film opens and it is Chris Pine talking about well, it's not where it opens, it opens somewhere else. But Chris Pine has to like, speak to a yeah. panel about getting out of prison. Yeah. yeah. Um and then he That's a real D and D prison, by the way. So that's nice. like I've actually broken one of my clones out of there. Did you attack Stephen? No, not Stephen. It's Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> no, uh, we. I think we entered with a dinosaur. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Why yeah. not? Why didn't they put that in the movie? Because uh, we were level 12. <laughs> <laughs> what level are these guys? Oh, I, I'd reckon they were at least level 5. Okay. At least. Um, oh, so they're lower. Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't work the other way around. What? Turning into a dinosaur? Well, sometimes it's reversed, so... The higher the level is, actually, the lower. You're not as good. What, like in golf? Apart from the yeah. fact that you, you <laughs> know golf. that in D&D, because I've already explained it on the first episode, yeah, but, Harry, but the higher the level Harry's you go, not played. Yeah, but Harry's never played I D&D. wouldn't have assumed it would have been like golf. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Connie, you were saying. It well, opens no, up it's literally Pine. the only qualm I have with it that I'm aware of so far. Um, he tells us his whole backstory, and we're seeing his daughter, who is a very you know she's she's a mixed race person um the the mother is a black lady and then as soon as we meet her again she is much whiter <laughs> than the child version of her look we can't oh, is have this what you were looking to yeah we can't was... have sympathetic relationships with interracial couples okay it just doesn't work <laughs> oh my god no it's just the fact that she changed race yeah i was like oh i mean to be fair the actress might have been mixed race with just very light skin i have very light skin for a mixed race guy i pass mm. off as white all the time fair. Mm. but it's just not the same as the baby and i was like <laughs> the baby was so immersion breaking you from cast the, the baby uh, from the older actress not the other way around yeah maybe there was like an in-universe magic accident that that he didn't say in his backstory yeah let's go with that <laughs> made my daughter whiter she has michael jackson disease <laughs> yeah <laughs> I might cut that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that was literally my only qualm. Otherwise, yeah. fucking great movie. I, I, I love how it. that was your only thought about <laughs> it. It's just like, it's, it's like in Hairspray when it's like there was a character that's whiter than his mum. and It's, it's not physically funny. possible in a fantasy sci-fi. Yeah. It's just like, come on. Come on, guys. You were so I mean, hot on the eugenics. Like, <laughs> I just like my younger actors to look like the older actors. That's all I like. Make it look mm. like the same person. It's very clearly not the same person. I mean, it's probably a good film if that's your only 
Quan. Yeah, you say, yeah. Yeah, if that was the only thing you didn't like about it. What? Yeah, so what are our general feels about it? Like, like it? Yeah, so it's it's a good romp, isn't it? It's You really feel like you're going on an adventure. You're going to loads of different locations. Um, and you, you kind of get behind the characters really early on. So that's something that I was kind of liking. You know, you really do understand what they want, you know, and they all kind of have this weakness or something that they have to overcome. Yeah. And you just sort of like sit back, you dig into your popcorn and you just enjoy some of us did get popcorn. <laughs> Out of interest, what what uh, what side of the production stuff do you do? So I do post production, right? Okay. So I come at it from like the cutting side, the editing side, the VFX side. Oh, awesome! What did you think of the VFX? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from your like expertise, how does it? How did good, I think. Them? Yeah, I think good art direction, especially, and I think that goes a long way. There wasn't anything that really jumped out at me as being really kind of questionable. I thought yeah. the practical um, effects were amazing. And I think yeah. that's it. It's like, it, there's that the bit when they take the cat out of the, the, oh, the yeah. fish's mouth. And they've got yeah. this giant practical fish and this yeah, the tobacco cat scene. baby. Yeah. And this, the, the mother of the cat who's like in this full cat prosthetic. It, it was cool. It really, cool. really anchors you in. It felt like that old school um, kind of like movie as well. It felt like I was watching an 80s movie where everybody had to wear prosthetics. Like, yeah. the Dragonborns looked like people with dragon heads on. The Tabaxi mm. looked like people in, like... But I mm. thought they looked a lot better than things like... Cats. Yeah. Where it's like, you, well, no, when you see someone wearing prosthetics... Where's the butthole like, cut? That's all I ask. <laughs> Where's the butthole cut of cats? Fuck this Snyder cut. It's like, you watch old Star Trek things for yeah. the aliens and it's like they do all somehow look the same because of the way the prosthetic has been put on their face Yeah, and I thought it was very well done that they didn't all look like just that orc at the start looks, yeah. looks mm. like an orc as well they Dies were massive so how, how, how is it they would have done that because I was watching it and I didn't really to be honest that, that was probably part, parts of the film I just don't even think about that, that orc is an actor definitely so uh, you've we've all seen like the Hobbit movies where yeah. a lot of the Orcs are CG and they just don't look they don't feel physically present and I mm. think you see that you see that with the, the people on that council that he's talking to at the beginning the bird jo- Jonathan 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 <laughs> I think that was the joke about one of the writers oh yes because yes, one of the writers is the called, writer is called Jonathan something and, uh, and they kept here, yeah. using him as like because that's like one of the jokes Jonathan it? Goldstein yeah. is the writer yeah it More felt director. like a joke slash writer I wonder if it's because he just kept being like I want this to happen and they were just going oh, Jonathan yeah, maybe. And then, <laughs> maybe. So then every time they needed something to happen, he's like, like the Leroy Jenkins of D and D. But the prosthetics and stuff were amazing. Yeah. Mm. That Dragonborn, the Aracocra, it was just fucking phenomenal in terms of like what it looked like. And that you were right, mm. bringing out that little Tabaxi baby from that fish mouth was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, it just it, it adds texture to the world. You know, every location they're going to, it's not just. We're not just there for plot a lot of the time. There's you have smaller side stories going on with all these different characters, yeah. which I think really enabled you to get behind them. It's um, funny how everybody's backstory did tie into yeah. the main mm-hmm. story as well. That's like a nice staple of like a good DM when you're D and Ding. Is like a good DM will take everyone's backstory and be like, oh, every person who's playing this game has an arc. Yeah, is yeah. going to be someone who's invested in this campaign and will like give you. And it felt like, what's that guy's name? Is it Jean Rene or something? Um, Red. I want to say Reggie, but I don't know if that's that. Reggie Jean Page. Ah, I got it the wrong way around. Reggie Jean Page. <laughs> he uh, he felt like uh, a 
like a lot of times in D anD D, you have like a player who just comes in for like a couple of sessions and then leaves. Because yeah. that's usually me because I'm usually going somewhere or coming yeah. back from somewhere. So you'll have like a long-standing campaign with four main characters, and then one person will come in for a little one shot, do two sessions or so, and Chat then leave. Absolute shit. Yeah, that you're just like, what are you even saying right <laughs> now? <laughs> oh, so, so I could do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was good fun. I have to say, I did expect him to have a bigger part. Yeah. Than than he did in the film. Yeah. I was, was surprised great. he didn't like team up with them at the end. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe that was the. I quite liked it from a like story arc point perspective. Mm. Did you that he only yeah. came in and left because he he sort of because um I can't remember Chris Pine's uh, character name Edkin but it was sort of part of his arc was that he took responsibility by the end. Yeah. And he and he was thinking about what he said. So it it did I did like how they crafted it. Yeah. But. The Harpers and well and the Emerald Enclave, that's all like heavy D D lore that they yeah. included in this film. I was literally like, oh, right. like, oh we have yet to learn about what a harper is, but <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, it's all set on Faerun and like yeah. so it was and it was pretty cool to I don't know, as like the only D D guy out of this group to be like, <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, I know this. Yeah, yeah. How did it feel with that? Like that traveling around, meeting all the different people, meeting all the different groups. Was there any point where you were like, I have no fucking clue what's going on anymore? I think what they did quite well was that it was pitched at a certain level that you could watch it without knowing much about it. But mm. yeah, you could also be, as a, someone who plays D&D and imagine, which I'm sure we'll get into, be like, oh yeah, I like what they've done with that backstory. I like what they've done with that information. Oh, they've brought that thing in where... I, I someone said tiefling and I was like, yeah, I know what a tiefling. <laughs> I've heard kind of, tiefling. know. I've heard of a tiefling, but I didn't necessarily need to know all of that stuff. <clears throat> mm. And like going off what you were saying, Harry, it's, it was like because um, it's a game. I suppose it, it lies mostly in the imagination of of the players, unless you're you know bringing in figurines and. Mm. But still, even then, to then transcribe it into a film where it's very very visual based and this and like it's not even there's not even a sort of line where you can allow for a bit of imagination from the audience which is probably why the whole baby thing probably annoyed you is because you have to fully get immersed into the world and considering there's mm. one second you're at a table and there's a guy with a fucking like lizard head and then like which, which pulling begs out the question cat. of why she's so suspicious of normal people you're like okay she's a tiefling but for us she's a ginger girl with horns and a tail yeah and you're like yeah. that's not really that bad because I'm sat next to a fucking bird man nobody's <laughs> bat- you know nobody's banging an island and she's like yeah people distrust me because of the way I look and you're like you look fine if she'd had like I Humans. don't know massive fangs and shit I'd have been like alright fair enough you so this is the one, so this is the one with a little she slingshot. Only had a problem. Yeah, with humans, she only had a yeah. problem with humans because yeah. her parents abandoned her. Apparently. apparently, yeah. But then I, I, I kind of think it's a testament to the film that it doesn't necessarily pander to the casual audience. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mm. feel it needs to explain all these things, and a lot of stuff it does leave open. It doesn't. Necessarily oh, I thought explain that it everything. was explaining that. It was like you're coming into it with yeah. a lot of I guess, knowledge. So yeah, yeah, true. For me, it didn't feel too overbearing. I didn't yeah. feel like I was being explained Good. what every single race was, what every Good. single yeah. region was, what every single class was and all this sort of stuff. But what if, I, sorry, oh God, no, no, you. On that, what I also really liked is literally instantly you see this orc being brought into the prison. He walks past cells and they do a close-up of the people he's walking past. Oh, it's the like, UNT oh, there's and a stuff. snake person. Yeah. There's UNT. And um, it was like, okay, cool. Just straight off the bat, they're going, there's going to be different creatures. Be used to it. Yeah, it was a good setup. Mm. Yeah, really good setup. But even though, Doc Doric, is that her name? Doric, yes. yeah. yeah. Even though she, the teethling, so she has horns and yeah. pointy ears. Like, and a it, tail. She, and a tail. It doesn't look too, she doesn't look too unhuman to us, but it, the, the world feels so big and grand that you don't, under, you don't know what the connotations those have. Yeah. So, exactly. Which is why I was like, 
it'd have been more interesting if she had like I don't know red skin and literally looked like a devil person. Then I'd have been like, I can see why you'd have been left at birth. Do you know what oh, I mean? I, I was a bit like, oh, so she's what, got, so she's got some her, horns and ginger hair. Oh, she must be race? the Antichrist. Tiefling. <laughs> she was a tiefling. Yeah, she was a half. Was she a half? No, she's a she's tiefling. A full, she's a devil tiefling. person. Uh, that, actually, I can remember what tiefling was. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't you, know yeah, that she yeah. was a devil person. She's but... literally got devil blood in her, yeah. devil or demon blood in her. And but you can understand it may, if there's like these, I you know, it's fantasy, isn't it? Oh, so yeah, is there a religion there? The moment they see these horns, is it like a sin to raise this child? I don't know. That's the thing. It's like it's just assumed, mm. and it's like, yeah, she she's she's a horrible monster. That's what humans think of her. So wow. they've thrown her away and abandoned her. And I was like, she's not that. But I, I don't know. It just felt a bit like a. So is that it a, felt like you don't know what the baby's going to grow into, maybe. No, but it know. just felt like they were trying to make it accessible of like, look, one of our four main characters that we're not really going to touch upon anyway. Because <laughs> I did feel like she was sidelined a bit. Yeah, she's she like necessarily have. Yeah, her. she has a cool moments. Yeah. yeah, and then she's really useful, but that's all she needs to be. And she was also just sort of like a love interest character. Yeah, and I was a bit, I was a bit like, ah, oh, come on. Like, we can do better than that. And I wouldn't say they have too much chemistry. They no. zero chemistry. Why would she <laughs> be interested do, in him at all? There were, no, but it's also, there were no romantic situations they were given. No. It was just kind of like, oh, we're in the same troop. Oh, called. I courted her once. Yeah, I did this one time. How'd that go? She didn't remember who he was. Yeah. It just felt like a bad joke. Mm. Like, somebody went, this'll be funny. And it was like, Dave, are you going through something? <laughs> Going through something, Dave, where you really need a win on this. Look, he earns her affection by the end of the film by doing absolutely nothing different. It's like, and no, he, he he accepts himself, right? Yeah. That's his yeah. Yeah. yeah, but she doesn't see that, does she? She's literally busy fighting people. It's like I don't know, I don't know. That's just the inner. I think you're being a bit cynical. Yeah, yeah 100%. I have I, to say, weirdly, I, mean, I am. I thought his arc was quite nice, actually. Yeah, I really nice. liked his arc. It's a, a shitty word, nice, but... It's a nice arc. It's a nice arc, yeah. Mm. But the whole... The, like, Especially with the magic element about, you know, all the magic solves all the problems, which I thought was quite a clever way of getting yeah. out of the whole, like, sci-fi, like, oh, we've got a problem here. Magician. Oh, I've got a spell. <laughs> <laughs> But there was also yeah. enough MacGuffins to get you through the film. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. look, a tablet of resurrection. Well, <laughs> that's something I quite appreciate as someone who doesn't, yeah. you know, I'm learning about the, the world. Yeah. But I, I, I respect and like fantasy was mm. that often the issue and someone who like, you know, writes and makes stories and all that. Like the, the problem sometimes you have is that you, how do you make a story that is fantasy seem like it's spontaneous without watching it? Without watching it as an audience member going like, oh, God, they, they can just overcome every problem. Mm. Like, I, yeah. I wasn't necessarily I wasn't necessarily surprised by every, like, twist and turn, but I wasn't necessarily preempting it. I would say... I they did quite a good job at sort of balancing... balancing for, as, like, a film point... As a filmic point of view, if that's even a word. <laughs> yeah. From that sort of standpoint, the film goes from A to B like a typical film. It does everything it needs to do, which is why it's a great film. I enjoy mm. it. And all the characters are set up well, all the motivations are set up well, and it answers its own questions and it hangs lamps, shades on stuff that it, you know, it's shining a light on. That's all great and fun. It also does a and d story yeah. very well. Like, any D&D campaign you've ever played, that is it. And all those tropes really fit in to the the story and that that also like exceeds it. I guess I guess I should say that I really like this movie and that's why I feel like I can be nitpicky with it. Yeah. Because I'm like it's only the nitpicky stuff that that's yeah. gonna just like it's interesting that you say like the whole magic thing. Oh yeah, um magic's not just this thing that you can just wave your hand at 
and then and then it'll be fine. Oh, what about this? Oh yeah, I can do that. It's like yeah, that's <laughs> funny as a joke, but there's an actual in-world reason why he wouldn't have been able to do other stuff. Yeah, because he's a sorcerer. He's not a wizard. Wizards can learn stuff and constantly upgrade yeah. their like. That's why she's more powerful than him. Mm. If he went, I only know what I do by accident. He like gen- briefly mentions that he's a wild magic sorcerer. It's all wild magic. If they'd have lent into the fact that this guy, it's not that he's shit. It's that he can't actually control what he's doing. Like he's too powerful. Is this because been like right the the weave? They didn't say. Is it? But in, in the D and D world, is that how, yeah. how you're? How, how I yeah, but they didn't say that in the film. They didn't say, "Oh, look, this guy is is got a lot of potential." But every time he does a spell, it always fucks up because mm. he's got wild magic surge. That's a sorcerer thing, and it's like, all oh, right, if they'd have. Mm. Like, it's just the little things where I'm like, they didn't go brave enough on it. They didn't trust the audience enough to get the lore and get this. They just kind mm. of make it a bit cleaner, make it a little easier. There's, like, nice little hints to it, like uh, Michelle Rodriguez as a barbarian having, like, a little rage where she's in the she's in the sand and she's trying to break out. She literally goes, ah! And he goes, ooh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what happens. So there's little moments like that. Chris Pine singing to her to make her feel happy mm. is something that a bard does as a bonus action. It's like inspiration. So I actually thought that was really nice. I was like, ooh, nice way to do that in world with the game mechanics. You know, like there's like the video game or the game movies and they try to fit as many mechanics Mm, of the game into the movie as possible. Like Doom did the first person bit. There were were lots of little things that I really liked that from watching, like I can't remember what it's called, the college humor one where it's, is it like 20... Oh, Dimension 20. Dimension 20, yeah. Yeah, like from, from watching a couple of their like playthroughs and stuff where it's like there were things in there that I was like, I can see how this is being played. Yeah. Um, like when she, you know, they're about to get beheaded and she's like, she is 100% just cast, rolled a dice on something. Yeah, And she's like, oh, yeah. that axe, is that from mm. such and such? How do you clean it? And it's like, she's using, um, oh, what is it? Sleight of hand or? No, when she's like, charisma. oh, humor me, charisma. Uh, right. she's yeah, using, she's using like, a persuasion charisma. check. Yeah. yeah. And then there's other points where <laughs> um, Doric was using her wild shape to yeah. escape after being a bug. It's every 30 mm. that she changes. And I was sat there going, yeah, that's about that much. Okay, so she'd <laughs> oh, be on yeah, a move. I didn't know she'd, be, she'd have gone 30, that's her move. And then the next move, she changes animal. And then 30. And then the next move, she changes animal. And that's, a like, nice, that's, that's a nice little thing to add, actually. I thought it was really clever. And they also just didn't do any travelling scenes because it's like, cool, we're going to travel from this point to this point. <laughs> and you're like, okay, so you arrive at the city. Yeah, that, is, <laughs> that happened a few times, to be fair. There were some nice really opening good. shots. Yeah. What did you think, Jay? You have not said much yet. Oh, uh, well, I, as you know, didn't particularly care about seeing this film. Uh, but it was a cinema trick, so I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> so I came in with no real knowledge of D&D, didn't really have any expectations. And I walked out going, I really enjoyed that. Good. It was really good. And then hearing you guys talk about it with your different degrees of D&D knowledge, I would say this film's a very good balance. Mm. Because I, me and Harry were talking earlier like I felt like it was very much when I saw the trailers I didn't appeal because I thought it's just it's like Marvel quippy all the time and it's gonna just I'm gonna be fatigued from it but again yeah it was quippy but in the right places it had a lot of like weight where it needed weight obviously it had enough D&D for people
people who knew it to go, oh, I recognize that. Oh, they did that. But for someone like me, I just accepted the world for what it was. It didn't try to over explain anything. It didn't make me go, well, how does that work? What's that mean? Why mm. is that? I just was fully immersed. Mm. And there was one little reference as well, even for someone like me. <laughs> there was a like in the little maze bit at the end, you know, there was that group that actually got to the end in the cage. Yeah. They are all the characters from the 80s cartoon series. Every oh. single one of them. Like, oh, really? yeah, that's why they all stood out a little bit and were all brightly colored because they're cartoon characters. That's why they all have names on IMDb. I didn't oh, realize yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> when you, when you see the, the, like, the, the cartoon as well, they look, you, you it's they exactly look picture perfect. Yeah. Perfect. yeah. I literally they're saw down to the colors and everything. There was, yeah, there was like wow. a guy with like a big purple wizard's hat or something. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, lol, why is he wearing They look that? weird yeah. in didn't, the movie exactly. until you know. And then you're like, oh, it's such a nice that little detail. Yeah, lovely little reference. Yeah, which is my only real D&D reference because I watched that as a kid. I thought, I genuinely thought you were a D&D player. I didn't, I didn't realize no, that you no. weren't a D&D, but nice. But I might be now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was well, a fun film. That's exactly what I was just thinking. It was like hearing you two talk about it. You realize how the movie kind of makes or, or presents the world in a way that is inviting to new mm. audiences. Mm. Oh, people hearing gonna, about, yeah, people hearing from you, hearing from you, and, and you just kind of, it makes you want to go and find out more. And if, if this is going to be a franchise or, or a cinematic universe or whatever, Oh, it's um, going to be. It's going to be particularly series. fun, whether it's the same characters or new characters yeah. in that world. To I be able to really start new. to build your own knowledge on the, the world, on the lore, through the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, though, they weren't, when they made this film, they weren't planning to franchise it. I'm sure. All. I'm sure that's what they're telling everyone. <laughs> there is no way in hell a single Hollywood executive producer went, so you're telling me that we can't make more out of this first one? Oh, well, <laughs> I should uh, reiterate, they weren't planning on using the same characters. Yeah, no, I believe uh, that. I think yeah. I think this is the nice testing waters where they went, let's let's make a film that's as D&D as we can without alienating anyone, without touching the law mm. too much. Yeah. Let's just yeah. make a game of D&D into a movie and let's try and make it as much to a movie as possible which is why it's so accessible yeah and then they will literally go right let's start setting movies in all these different locations that we have let's mm. start setting movies about all this and all that and all this then it'll start tying in with the D&D books that they'll start releasing and they're doing a TV series and they're doing a oh, TV man. series yes there oh. you go but I think they'd be better mm. off They'd be better off just hopefully focusing on writing good stories like D&D yeah. does like mm. that's it if they continue to do what they've done today with the rest of their franchise and not forcing things down your throat like you like Chris Pine do you? Like, <laughs> but here's more here's five more movies with Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez will she die in the third? No! <laughs> we'll make you think she will but she won't actually That. what did you think of that? what did you think of the ending? I, I liked it mm. As you, I, are you talking about the death of Michelle. I actually, I actually, I know I just shat on it just then, but I, <laughs> I thought it made a lot more sense in this movie because it was like he's sacrificing his chance. Chris Pine's character sacrificing his chance. Edwin, Edwin, Ed, Edgin, Edgin is sacrificing his chance to have his his wife back. For his daughter's actual mother, the woman yeah. that's actually been there throughout yeah. her whole life. So I, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Earlier he says yeah. it's like it wasn't necessarily about bringing her mother back; it was more about bringing his wife back. Yeah. And I think yeah. it, he, it, him accepting that he has to move on. Yeah, and they yeah. they did shove in that little nice. Do you remember that dragonfly that we've been yeah, yeah. We've put I, through this I, I whole really movie? Like yeah, but, but again, I love that. I love the cyclical structure. Yeah. Yeah. Love this I just I, I think I think it's like little tidbits where I'm just like so for me the, the biggest little issue I have a little issue I want to say that little issue they're tiny little issues it's just like I couldn't I don't know about you guys I couldn't follow a single fucking action sequence up until the end 
like in terms of when they were in the Underdark in yeah. Thalma Child's house. God, it was so good to see Thalma Child. That big fat dragon. So oh. funny. That was just came out of nowhere as well. I was like, fat dragon. Yes. <laughs> but this is kind of what I, I like. I'm probably rewinding you a little bit, but yeah. this is what I think I liked about the movie was that they did the expected unexpectedly. Yeah. So like, yeah. so her dying at yeah. the end and then coming back is a thing that you'd expect. Yeah. And people are like, yawn. But the fact that it was intertwined into this arc about a mm. character. That's good writing. Sort of, it, that yeah. is good writing because you're, you're giving, you're, you feel satisfied afterwards but also like don't feel bored by the decision no. mm. and then seeing that like, as someone who doesn't know what the hell that dragon was seeing a massive <laughs> fat dragon that rolls and slides I was like well of course you have to have a fucking dragon it's D&D but the fact that's that that's an actual character as well exactly that's I loved it, it. Yeah. I actually loved the fact that it was like you know like just rolling down a hill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was like rolling on its I was giggling my ass off but <laughs> just before that that the fight sequences including including with the axe and oh how do you polish your axe and she starts fighting yeah. them in there that sequence and the sequence with um reggie's um sure. paladin character hmm. i couldn't follow what was happening because there was one too much cgi and two the camera angle cuts were so, i don't know i just felt yeah. like i i, I started yeah. losing where the hits were coming from and then that final <laughs> action sequence they did i just noticed it because I, I don't know i guess i've done so much D. that fight with the wizard the red wizard of Fay at the end mm. Is literally all of them taking their actions on their turns yeah, yeah. within within six seconds, within six seconds, yeah. within six seconds using reaction spells. And I was like, my head was literally processing what they were doing in their turns <laughs> from like all the years of DMing oh, going like, okay, so notice. you attack, use your shield reaction. That means that attack got hit. And I was literally yeah. like, whoa, this is so clear, so Un- clear, so I- concise. I felt like, yeah, until that point, I couldn't, f- I couldn't follow that in previous fights. Yeah. But in that one, it was like... That and the chase sequence with the... Um, Doric. Doric? That was particularly good. That single take chase sequence as she's changing. As the rat as well, going through all the guards. So cool. Particularly good sequence. Um, I'd I'd semi-disagree. I I don't think they were completely like, you don't lose the space. I think that fight you mentioned earlier with Michelle Rodriguez is in quite a confined space, quite a difficult thing to to do. Then let us watch it. That's all, again, it's the small, small, I think after watching the raid, I'm like, spoil for, because the raid is literally a film in tight spaces where they just go, here's really good choreography, here's really talented performers doing it, now let's watch them. And a lot of a lot of the things that I was recognised, again, this is getting really movie nerdy, a lot of the things that I was recognised is they're like moving cameras and they're doing these sharp like camera turns to sell the kicks and to sell the hits more and I get why you do that, but I also think, I, I don't personally like that kind of filming because I do start to lose, it's essentially my head starts getting whiplash because I'm just seeing every hit take place in a different mm-hmm. shot and I'm like I just want to watch the full fight for a you for do get a couple of fights like that I know yeah. um, what's his name the uh, Zenes and Zenic Zenic yeah Zenic. that was the one Zenic. that really that's the one that hit me so hard where I was like these magic glowing swords this CGI background and the fact that the camera's changing so much I was just like oh. I kind of agree because I, I mean I don't uh, on a general level I'm always a bit and frustrated like you are about fight scenes yeah uh, especially like how they do them in modern times, but I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't register it watching this film because I sort of. I felt like it's probably because the characters are doing things that are beyond the capacity of a human, so yeah. they have to. There has to be a bit of leeway. I just thought that's that was, kind of what yeah. I saw. I think I'm in the, the same camp with you. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily yeah, taken out of them. Uh, for for me, the only thing that was really 
kind of distracting was it seemed like a lot of enemies were yeah. coming from nowhere. But that's what I mean by uh, the cuts. But, but the actual interactions all, yeah. with them, I felt looked clean and looked good and felt punchy and stuff. Um, Again, yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. The camera angles sell everything, mm. but it's the fact that you're cutting to all of them means that I can't see where the enemies mm. are coming from. They're just yeah. appearing now, and mm. and, and I'm just watching the 180 take of this one guy beat the shit out of everyone. You're like, this is cool. And the sword, and the sword like shoots off and he's got like yeah. a little short knife yeah. after that. I was like, that's so fucking cool. So what I, if, I have oh, some yeah. questions sort of for the table. Oh yeah. Um, one for Jack. I mean, I don't know whether to go around, but I'd love to know as if there's anything else that pops up for you, Niall, in terms of someone that knows a lot about D and D, like if there are any other pet peeves, but then I'd be interested to know from Jack as someone who reads loads of like reads loads of films, watches a lot of films, where it sort of ranks on the kind of I don't know the 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 story creation and this and the character arcs. You mean do I think it's a good film in the scale of yeah quality films? Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this. I I think it's I think it's impressive because of all the balancing that it gets right. Mm. I think as a film, like it's fun for sure. It's definitely something that I think the younger you are, the more you might get out of it, imagination wise and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Hell I, yeah! Sorry, <laughs> that's such a weird <laughs> interjection. But yeah, no, I think it's good. It's it, I don't know. I think as well with the way that cinema's gone recently with its blockbusters, mm. it was refreshing while also being the same. If that makes sense. Yeah, I do. I know totally what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I think it's. That's it's, why I think I was wanted to ask that question because I was sort of a bit like it sort of is in the bracket of all of the the you know superhero blockbuster. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it felt like it. I think didn't it, take itself too seriously. Yeah, it clearly knew its audience because it reminded me a lot of the kind of films I used to love back in the nineties when I was a kid. Like you the know. Mummy. Yeah, exactly. It's just a great mm. fun adventure romp. That's yeah. a good comparison. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that it, you can just watch on its own. The Mummy. Oh yeah. Brent Fraser. Yeah, because I feel like it's a it's a film that you can just watch on its own and it's yeah. super enjoyable. And like we said, you know, you could know loads about D and D on nothing at all, and you're all gonna walk away going, oh, yeah. "What fun that was!" I, I do want to say as well, I was for a split second at the end when they're on the boat and the clouds coming down with the timing that was left as well. I wasn't sure whether Blue or laser not. Beam. <laughs> well, no, no, I thought I thought for a second that they were gonna it was gonna be a failed quest, you know, like oh, a real D and D game might shit. be where they they take the gold and don't clock that there's a bigger thing going yeah. on i thought for a second they were going to take it that way oh, but i'm kind of glad they didn't because i don't think that would yeah. have landed it as well no, so interestingly something some trivia online uh day uh i can't i don't know what the full name of the guy is but daily which i think was the john francis daily he's one of the directors director yeah um said that the influences were the princess bride monty python and the holy grail i can see that. yeah the lord of the rings and indiana jones with Indiana Jones structure evoking both a dungeon crawl and the heist film genre that they wanted to draw on, so it's you definitely of, get that energy. You get that from it, yeah. It's it's the side quests. You can you can <laughs> like it isn't just this is the start of film. Here's a bit in the middle. That's the end goal. It's like there are things they have to do throughout the film. Like they go and speak to dead people, and mm. then they get a helmet, and they have to go into the underdark, and then it's like. You think they're done, and then they're like, "Oh shit, yeah. we have to turn the boat around." Um, I love the uh, question bit. That oh, right, yeah. speak with dead. Yeah, where it's like, how many questions do we get to ask this boat? Five. That's like five. <laughs> Is that a que- that wasn't a question, was it? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's really good. <laughs> 
That's what my friend that enjoys D&D says. He was like, this one seems like it's going to do a lot better because it like it is self-aware enough to not take itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Which basically, I think as you were saying, Harry, it's probably important if it does want to make itself a franchise because it's going to keep itself accessible enough that people are drawn in to the world rather than it mm. being like a, we take ourselves too yeah. seriously. Fun I, fact, Anthony Donner was in that, you were telling me earlier. I was yeah. telling you that. I thought you were about oh, to steal really? my little fun fact. Now. No, no. no. <laughs> what, Happy, the uh, everything is a drum people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were the first three corpses. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear it, the Broden can, one, now yeah. that I'm listening to it. I'm so like, where was that? That they were the first three corpses they talked to. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Everything's not, a drum. Yeah. I did not notice yeah. that. I love that. Do you know what I think is good about this film as well? That if they do make a franchise, I think this won't be the best one. I think... A hundred percent this will not, like... They've given themselves yeah. room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this film is a, is a good film. It does what it sets out to do. I just think... I, I, I felt I felt the studio's presence on it. Yeah. And I also felt the director's like keenness on it. Mm. As I, someone in D and D, you were craving you were craving a little more. I th- I I I am before like a D and D guy, I am hundred percent like a storyteller guy. Yeah. I yeah. craft my D and D via storytelling and I think the most fun part of the TTRPG is the RPG side of it. The games, the rules, the law can all get fucked. What I care about is whether or not the players are invested and you're moving forward with them. Mm. The one thing that I liked about this film so much was how much I cared for Chris Pine, yep. Michelle Rodriguez, yep. and that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is that's where it lets me down. I'm like, it was a fun romp. Mm. I just didn't give a shit about I loved the I loved roles, the sorcerers basically. like Elmister being Elmister's like hmm. great grandson or whatever and being a descendant yeah. and it turned out it was just him projecting his own insecurities onto his like his elder. I'm like that was actually kind of great. I just don't like the whole <laughs> look at this guy. He's the lo- to quote Auntie Donna. He's the loser. He's got no arms. Ooh, I got no arms. And it's like, do you know what I mean? Like they didn't need to do that. They could have just done that through dialogue. And I just think yeah. there's better character choices to do in terms of like watching these big budget CGI things. Why spend so much time on all these wonderful practical effects if you're just gonna blow my eyes out with quick cuts and CGI explosions? But then that's 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 what I mean by the studio presence and the and the direct to presence to make this accessible mm. i felt like they wanted to make this as accessible as possible and it is and it does that job and it's really great i just think when they get down to start writing a film where they're like okay let's just set it in the D world mm. and let's just make a film from a to b and and we really follow a character because you don't need the four you didn't mm. need the four. You could have had a character. It's nice to have a party, though. To have a party. Yeah. Because that's the D&D trope. And, yeah. And I, it's how many of the tropes can we fit into the movie. Okay. And, and obviously you know? your campaign is going to be however many hours. You've got so much time to spend yeah, yeah. with those characters. Where the oh, movie's yeah. only two and a half hours or whatever. I think the, the downfall to me that kind of speaks to your issue with it is, is, is the ultimate bigger quest, right? Um, you understand the personal stakes of him wanting to get his daughter and, and revenge and get his wife back and all these sort of things, these themes running through. But the big bad really feels very separate. The, the, the red mages. Buffet, um, yeah. And they set it up nicely in world though, with mm-hmm. like, 
with Reggie's backstory, the Paladin's backstory being like, you know, I, I'm from Thay and I'm not that bad. I thought that was quite nice. But they are just world-dominating yeah. nothing baddies, you know. They, yeah. they're, they're, they don't really... And I think that's why Hugh Grant's character is present, is to give you a little more of something on the other side of the, the good-bad divide. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's like he, playing both sides, isn't he? he? And he's entertaining to watch. Mm, he's not, he not necessarily like... He's enjoying the, his career now, Yeah, and I think <laughs> He is the best performance in that whole film. <laughs> like, I was going to say, yeah. we, I was get me down to from this, it's too high. Because <laughs> he was like, as he's, like, he was very, he was a fun character. He was entertaining. He mm. was pleasing to watch. I think he was my favourite character. Yeah. But at the same time, he was also very, like, one-dimensional. He's so malicious and evil. Yeah. But at the same time, like, just out for himself. So weird. Like, I love it. It's like the, the best, biggest smile. Yeah. yeah. And that is a typical D&D character villain. Like, you'll have that person. So what that, was that, he on the grid thing? I can't remember. Chaotic. Chaotic. Mm, I don't think he's evil. Because he was well, just, he's in, in he was just greedy. Well, yeah. chaotic yeah. neutral. Mm. I think chaotic neutral because he. It's hard to question whether or not he would have killed her. He was like, you know how I yeah. will do anything, yeah. even if it means killing right. the people I like. And I was like, yeah, but you haven't. Yeah. yeah. That that for me, again, all the characters felt like watered down versions of themselves, yeah. and it felt like whenever there was a moment of really good acting, it was kind of watered down by I don't my lack of belief in this. Like, so would you say these characters feel archetypes? Oh, they're so archetypal, so archetypal. Is that and that's perfect that for a movie. D and D. As someone that doesn't play, like, do you do you you take your character, your race, and your class? Do, does that feed into certain archetypes? Yeah, hundred percent. All, all everything that you saw is the stereotypical archetypes of those characters. Yeah. A druid who's a tiefling because they're they're misunderstood. Perfect archetype. Okay. A sorcerer who's a half elf that can't control his powers. Perfect archetype. A bard who used to be a good guy but now just wants money and to you know find secretly all this all this like comic timing and stuff is because he's actually really sad and it's like and then the barbarian who was you know split up from her loved one because she fell in love with a halfling so she's now no longer part of the tribe it's all stereotypical like archetypes and it's great it's great but i don't know for me there's just a part of me that's a bit like i wasn't sold by it i was like it's like why though i don't know i don't know i can't put my finger on it i can't put my finger on it at all there's something that in it that just made me... Am I being crazy? It's a good film, right? Yeah. But is there that feeling just, just at the back where you're like... I think it's probably because you're like, oh, it's so close to being able to push itself that little bit further. Mm. Yeah, bit I felt like they were jogging. They weren't trying, like, like being even braver with certain decisions. Yeah. But they probably didn't... But for, for, for us not knowing a lot of that information... It it doesn't it doesn't even crop up into our brains. Good, but it'd be interesting yeah. if this does develop and they do make more movies. Whether or not those are the kind of things that they end up doing. I yeah. just I just felt like everything was like they were they just had their foot over the brakes the whole time. You know, like at any point now we're just gonna slam onto cautious. the brakes. Yeah, just in case any roadblocks come up, we're gonna slam onto the brakes. Yeah. now. I mean, I'm honestly looking at behind the scenes. I'm surprised that it's as good as it is because yeah. I think that yeah, you're right. There are maybe elements of that. Yeah. But when you look at like there was two directors directors three screenwriters two different people did the story it's based on obviously a hasbro product who can obviously veto yeah they veto <laughs> things that they don't want and there were so many things that, and also if you not being harsh but you look at the the work of some of these people they're not from the greatest stock of, yeah you know mm. this it, could have failed massively so i think 
even with what you're saying, I think it should be viewed as a massive accomplishment on their part. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think maybe next time they will be a bit more confident to do more. Yeah. I hope so. It's, I hope uh, that somebody, this is the beginning of that. Somebody working on this at that top end feels Dungeons and Dragons is a hard sell. Yeah. And hopefully uh, this will change the mind. And of it. so, yeah, if this is a raging success, then you go into the next one and can really dive deeper and do more with the world and the characters mm. and the classes the last, and everything. Was it a trilogy the last time they did it? Did they do we found out. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that, that failed miserably, didn't it? Is it uh, the first it, one was, it was not like well received. 3.6 on IMDb. When was that? It's like, it was terrible. 2000, yeah, and then 2005 was the sequel, and then 2012 was the third one. That'd have been like straight to home mm. video. Must have been. But uh, what are we classing as a success here? Because, like, critically, it's very well received. Great. Yeah. Financially, I don't it's know if it's made its money back. I think. <laughs> well, yeah. It's not been out a week yet. No, but yeah. it, it's, like, how yeah. much do they want to make on it to say that it's yeah. a success? It's I not think, a cheap yeah. film. It's I think it'll make its money back, and I think they'll start cutting costs here and there. I think, uh, honestly, I, I'm really glad that they went whole hog with it. I'm really glad that they invested all the money into it and, and pushed out a movie that, I don't know, travels to so many different locations, does so much. Mm. I'd have just re- It's one of those things where I'm really interested. Like, if you had a smaller budget, what would you have done? No, do you know what I mean? Like, that yeah, forced yeah. you to be, like... But it's nice careful. that it's big. It's it nice is as well, it, yeah. You're like, it, ah, yeah. I'm half and half on it. Mm. I really like the fact that it's like... I love the is fact it, that it was like, and now Faye, and you just see that horrible hellscape that Faye's become, and then all the people being sacrificed and turned into, and then he's running away as a kid. I think Anna, another friend of ours who went to see the film with us, literally shat herself as they oh, came out of that yeah. smoke. I, I was, I was, I was <laughs> jolted backwards. <laughs> I, f- I feel like you might get what you want from the TV series there. I reckon it will. I reckon mm. that but TV, I don't know, has more time to develop those things. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to say. I just, I just like, I couldn't shake that feeling that, that it was like there was just the foots hovering over the break. At any was, point was there a little bit of, I'd love to get my hands on this. Always. There's yeah. always that. But I also, that's because I wrote a treatment like two years ago <laughs> of like what I'd do with a film. And to be fair, it does most of the things that I would do. Mm. So I really like it for those reasons. I'm like, I think it just, I again, I think it does everything it needs to do and it's got everything there. There was just like little things where I was like, I don't know. It just felt like they were holding back on. That they just mm. didn't believe in it. It felt like there was someone the whole time going, "I don't think this is gonna work." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like everybody was like, oh, "I wish Brian had shut up." Like, keeps telling us that this is gonna fail. Maybe it's that like, was Jonathan. Yeah, maybe that was Jonathan. <laughs> shut, Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> what did we think about the jokes? I thought it was quite funny. I, enjoyed it. I, I probably I, really annoyed you, Jack, because I was sat next to you, and every time there was a joke, I'd go and I'd cover my mouth, and I was like, "He's probably really annoyed with me." Going whoop, whoop, whoop. part of the fun experience of being at the cinema. <laughs> Other people's reactions. Yeah, he had me on the other side just giggling to myself the whole time. (laughs) To be fair, I was too busy concentrating on trying to get my drink open because the straw didn't work. I told you. (laughs) told you. Um, It's it's a good amount of humour. And I think Mm. Jack and I went into depth with it whilst we were waiting for you guys. It it really feels like the right characters are making the right types of jokes. It's Mm. not every single character. It is the bard. It is Hugh Jackman's character. That's where a lot of the... the, the Hugh Jackman was in this film. <laughs> What's Chris Pine? No, Pye. no, Hugh Grant. Hugh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Um, like if it felt true to their characters, yeah. mm. um, and like Michelle Rodriguez felt a little more stoic and and. But she had some cracking lines as well, like that. Um, I think that bit where she's saying like, "Oh yeah, she could. We could turn into a deer," and then he's like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what we could." 
could do it. She's like, don't mock me. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, like, that's funny. And, that then, and then when she does and she goes, see, she did turn into a deer. It's yeah. Like, it, like, it felt like, it felt like D&D as well. But those jokes don't get in the way of those tender moments and those mm. real character moments that allow you to get behind the characters. Um, it worked for me. What do you think about the joke that Bradley Cooper was a halfling and that was the person that she was in love with? Did you find that funny or were you just like... That was a joke. Exactly. I mean, it I felt, just, did it not feel like a was, joke? It was I, one of those things where it's kind of like, we could play this as a joke, but we're just playing it as normal. But that's yeah. what I mean by the gas thing. It's like, because yeah. then someone who looks just like her, comes but in. maybe a bit bigger, comes yeah. in as her as his new partner <laughs> and you're like, this is a joke, right? This is the setup. This is... No? No? Just me? No, I... I, I got it. Yeah. I, mean, I got yeah. it. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, it just wasn't it was, funny, right? Yeah, I don't think it was a laugh. I think it was more like a whimsical yeah. kind of. Oh, look, amusement. it's Bradley Cooper, and he's really small. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then at the that. end, there's another halfling, and she's like, "Hey, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it, that was yeah." I thought it was nice. I think was, the like, fact oh, that it's Bradley Cooper isn't the joke. Right? No, no, that's but not. The it's, joke. it's just a bit of stunt cast, and it's <laughs> yeah. funny. You know, yeah. It's uncredited. And I think the reason it was funny was because it was it was just Bradley Cooper. I was like, oh, he's in this. I did find that it was post production. That Bradley Cooper came on board. Ah, oh, really? so it'd have been so like it a reshot. Yeah. It must have been a, a relative afterthought. Well, with three writers, <laughs> it probably makes sense that at some point they'd have shot everything and went right. You know what we need to do is make all these characters more relatable. Let's go see. Yeah. Let's go meet her ex-husband. Don't believe that because of the Paul stick. <laughs> No, I think, I think it's more the fact they knew he was a halfling, they just didn't know it was Bradley know who, Cooper. I, yeah, I reckon they were like, they might have, we have a good it. Film, they filmed it with someone else. No, because they filmed, because he was, there was, that was the one thing of VFX that I wasn't impressed with. Yeah. I could see the green screen around him. And it's surprising mm. as well because you're like, um, they did it in Lord of the Rings. Like, they did this yeah. in Lord of the Rings. They made and it. And when it's so good. obviously a child's hand she grabs <laughs> with the hairy arm, I was like, it was weird, wasn't it? In Lord of the Rings, like, you can tell that they're kids from behind. It's like very obvious. It's just it's some of those I don't know. It's some of those shots where you're just like, did did none of us think about this a bit more? Like I think. Did the, you miss the kind of uh, texture of Lord of the Rings? Cause, uh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I don't necessarily have the the best vocabulary no. for describing exactly what I mean. I just know the feeling of it. But yeah. but I suppose this felt clean. Yeah. Where it felt very rough. Lord of the Rings. I, I think that's in exactly, my head. I'm imagining that Don, this that's this exactly universe what I mean, is way way bigger than yeah. Lord of the Rings, is it? But clean. It's that clean and dirty yeah. kind of feel to it. Whereas like Lord of the Rings feels very like lived in, and you feel like all the locations are real, and you're like, mm. oh shit, this is cool. And then the Hobbit, you're like, everything's really clean because it's all CGI. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. CGI to the point where it, it is looking clean, mm. and it's like actually what we do like is some like textures. That fight in the Underdark where there's all the lava and stuff. All I could think was like in terms of like I what I played Diablo Four the other day. There's like an open beta for Diablo Four, which is a new game, which is essentially Dungeons and Dragons the game. And the opening sequences in like a lava filled demonic cave system where people are fighting, and it looks so dirty and so good. And that was the comparison I had whilst I was watching this fight. I was like, okay, I've watched a fully CG like fight, yeah, where that looks dirty and it looks real and it looks lived in. This looks really clean because they want us to see everything, which automatically makes me not see everything because I can see everything. So I'm not focusing where I should be focusing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can understand that. But it's it's kind of like these are the nuances of something that is still really good. Like I don't know, I spend way too much time on YouTube watching VFX artists talk about VFX and shit, <laughs> and it's like I'm like in my head going, oh, I know why I don't like this. But it's things that can easily get passed up, and things can get things can go by because you've got like a year to make a film or a year and a bit to make a film and release it, and people are working on it. Fucking like this, you're right. At the end of the day, this is really cool that's happening, mm. and I hope it's a success because I want to see more. And how yeah. did they do uh, representing like the Underdark? And I heard Faerun. Faerun's yeah. the continent. So I heard like, a, did they do a good job at like creating these places? That yeah, they look amazing. About? Like, did they, yeah. did you not think? I thought they looked. At well, I mean, amazing. I mean, because the prison in the Icewind the Underdark, Dale I just I don't. I, but like yeah. in all the games you've played, it's the Shadowfell, like you said two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. But did it, did you go like, yeah, that's that's what it should look like? Yeah, I was like, this is cool. Right. I was instantly, as soon as they went into the Underdark and he was like going down the hole. Like all many, those, follow um, me to the orifice. So I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> like weird jellyfish things on the yeah, wall. Yeah, that is the Underdark. Is. This is a place, and he says it, this is a place where you will probably die. I was like, and then they go in, and it's just skeletons everywhere. I was like, yeah, down straight. <laughs> <laughs> down straight, that's how you I start. I did like got... the joke about the brain things. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they're real and they're terrifying. They are awful. Did nobody else just go, ugh? Their weird brain intellect of kind of cute. Oh, <laughs> that goes in your head. That oh, fits in, in your head. head. Oh. Do you not hear what he said? If I, it, if I picture it as like a face hugger sort of thing. It, it yeah. like it like yeah. f- goes into your ear and then oh. and then lives in oh. your head. Oh. I don't like it. It was massive. <laughs> Ooh. Like an octopus. Like, be quiet, because if it hears like someone who's intellectual, yeah. it will attack you. And then it just walks past Fast and it responds, <laughs> just like that's insulting. <laughs> It was a good joke. It was. Yeah. I just think that they got to where they needed to go in the Underdark very quickly, though, or easily. Mm. Again, like they passed the brain thing, and then they yeah. were there. But that again, that was like what Connie said about it moving, and it, it has to keep that pace, otherwise right. you would be going. I just, I was imagining <laughs> that they were going to have to come up against something before they got to the helmet. I mean, they did. The well, there was the bridge, but yeah, I don't know why she didn't just turn into a bird and fly them across. Yeah, because a bird wouldn't have been able to take them all. Is that? Well, they only need to take him. Fly, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like a heavily armoured paladin, well, that's though. True. That's like, she wouldn't have been able to I carry did enjoy it. I thought the, the stick was a really though. nice setup because it was yeah. his cane. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the cane she got for him. And she's like, no, that's, that's, that's yeah. another thing that I was thinking is like really well done in that it's like a D&D campaign. Yeah. Is it's like, okay, cool. What has everybody got on them? Yeah. What's what's in your bag? Okay, I have this walking stick. That's not a walking stick. That's a yeah. magical object. And then it um every time somebody gave something to Chris Pine it's like, well, obviously the wizard has the storage, so oh yeah, he, the bag of holding. He yeah, keeps, he yeah, he keeps passing everything, yeah. So he can hold my stuff. That is a funny little and joke, actually. I, yeah. like, oh. Just little things like that. I thought it was really just. <laughs> I just thought clever. he was like, I, he was just being a dick and passing over. It's like you hold this because he was like, it kind of is. But yeah, no, that time, is kind of like a little line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that was the joke, but that also makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a cool. Uh, it was cool. What did we think of the like the bad guys? I guess between Hugh, we've already talked briefly about Hugh Grant, but we haven't really talked about the Wizards of Fae. What did you find? Did you you sort of said that you didn't really find them that kind of like yeah underwhelming? I don't quite get why what they want to do, why no. they want to do. No, they yeah. just they're just gonna just uh, emit this red red yeah. gas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blue lights have been replaced by red gas yeah. in films now. They also didn't clear up what happened to the few rich people that did get turned at the end probably just zombies now 
Yeah. yeah. So is which, which is even funnier, yeah. really. Like, we're not going to care about them. I actually kind of... <laughs> that is a really weirdly ongoing joke in D&D. Like, the D&D meme community is very, like, communism pro. Oh, it? <laughs> like, it's very... Oh, really? It's very funny and, like... That's yeah. Gone, that's gone well in history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, but that's kind of... That's kind of it. It's, it is very funny. Um... But yeah, no, yeah, it yeah. was it was interesting that they did kill off all the main the rich ones, rich people, yeah, yeah, the rich baby, and, then and, like, and the way m- that they delivered the gold to the poor yeah, made sense yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, I like that. He was he, he was doing do a it. promise, yeah. and they do yeah. it out of Hugh Grant's mouth. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah, good, just a lovely touch. Yeah, it's very funny. I, I, oh, no, oh, I was just because I liked them aesthetically. I thought yes. they looked really cool. The Wizards when, of Fae. Yeah, and when you when you saw that one in the shadow, I thought that was like I was saying again, it's reminiscent of the old school kind of like horror things that you do having kids that aren't too scary but just scary enough because he's in darkness and yeah. you can just see the like faint outlines of his face and his eyes the reflection in the, in the eyes so was yeah. he real who knows no, that sounds really, that I think he's really. I think he was, was like that? a magic spells right, right kind right. of appearing it didn't feel like he was actually there yeah that's what mm. I thought but they mentioned like the armies their armies are, are locked onto one yeah, continent. Yeah, Faye. Faye. So yes. they're, they're stuck there. So this is obviously some ploy to take over the rest mm. of the world. But I thought the I, way they killed her was f- like very was reminiscent so of the Avengers. <laughs> yes, actually, that's very true. With the owl bear, it's like Hulk just Hulk smashing just Loki. Yeah. And then she, she gets up again and it's like, no, die! Yeah, <laughs> fucking throws her into a wall. Yeah. I was like, damn! That was, uh, and then the wall collapses on her. I was like, Jesus I, I, Christ. I that, that was funny. Um, the one thing I would say about her character is I feel like it was supposed to be a twist, but the second in the backstory she is in the pub and asks them to do a quest, I was like, well, that's a red wizard. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, and I know that he, she's one of them. <laughs> I literally know that she is the same kind of person as the person who killed his wife, and yeah. that's the whole story, so... They're all pale with tattoos, and I can see them creeping under her hood. Well, she's wearing exactly the same kind of clothes, just in a different colour. So I yeah. was like, well, okay. That was her disguise. That's her disguise. And yeah, she literally changes the colour of her clothes, and you're like, yeah, called it Red Wizard. I don't know what, she, <laughs> what they're called. But. It was wonderfully simple. It was a good detail as well that the reason his wife died was because he had strayed from the path of the, yes. the harp, harps. Mm. Harpers. Harpers. Because uh, he stole the money that they somehow magic track or something. That was, a, yeah, that was a really nice detail. Yeah. I remember that shot of him looking at the gold and being like, oh, he's not going to take any. And then when they redid it, I was like, oh, very yeah. nice. Very good, very nice. Because, like, the first time around, you're like, oh, well, that could happen. Like, yeah. if they were mad, they would go after your family. But then it was like, ah, no. that's even better. Yeah. Like, yeah. They found him because of you. Yeah. Mm. It was good. It was a nice detail. Mm. I fucking loved it. I do. Oh, I was just saying, I do feel like this film, though, also has the ultimate plot armor. Because anything that is, a, like, goes away, or if there's any continuity errors, or like you say, why didn't they notice that this person's clearly one of those things? They just rolled a bad roll. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, they rolled like, all yeah, Everything's just really funny. Yeah, because I, I don't know if you've seen the advert in America. No. Um, there's an advert with the 80s characters talking about the movie and one of the characters goes, um, I'm sorry, that character can't turn into an owlbear. That's not how that works. And the old man who's like the dungeon master goes, well, if I say it goes, it goes. Also, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Classic DM. <laughs> That's pretty much me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Calling players dicks, saying what I say goes. That's me. That's how I roll. But it is what you say on your D&D 101, isn't it? It's like the the finer details of a lot of the the lore and world can be up to the dungeon master. And surely the filmmakers are the dungeon masters of this story. Yeah. Because you never ever see... it's it you know i was maybe kind of expecting it to pull the rug from underneath you and and reveal the the real world our I'm world so yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm glad it didn't yeah. I, I thought it's too easy too obvious too mm. too kind of 
cheesy and corny to be like, oh, it was all, it's all just a game. The it, Lego Movie did it first. Didn't I was going to say, <laughs> just Lego Movie. Yeah. yeah. How would We'd you? Be like, oh, how would you it. make that cathartic as well? How exactly. would you like then go back to like a bunch of losers all sat around yeah, the yeah. D&D? I'd have it table. be the Stranger Things cast. We've got real problems to deal with. Anyway, L. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> screaming. You Do can you... have a lot more fun with it as well because, like, with you mentioning the the bridge and or someone mentioned the bridge and why couldn't they just fly or something? Yeah, yeah. Or how as a DM would you have stopped your players doing that? Well, that's exactly what I said. Is like in your bird form, you wouldn't have been able to carry anyone. They're way too heavy. Well, there you go. Another, I, another yeah. layer of geeky conversation yeah. that people can have around. But films. maybe maybe the sorcerer should make an arcana check on that uh, the barbarian's new walking stick. Maybe maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, roll the 20. It's a staff of bibbity bobbity or whatever it was. Okay, well, there was another point where she... Sorry, I just loved... You'd rolled... Uh, seeing what's around you. I can't remember Perception what checks. Perception checks. And it's like, okay, in that fight where they've got two different ones going on, she's trying to chip away at the portal to get in the Oh, worm, that was so good, yeah. And then they're off trying to get in the other way. Yeah. And it's like, she literally rolled a, per- a perception check, looks up, oh, there's a bow, grab it, twang it, hits him in the face, perfect. Uh, yeah, it was... Like- <laughs> she, ha- she had the tavern brawler feet, which I thought was really nice. There are feats throughout this film. Uh, okay. That, like, the... Um, I think it's observant feet makes you like your passive perception really high. Yeah. So you know when they're walking through the underdark and he's like, Chris Pine's like, oh, this guy's really annoying, and he's like, I can hear that, and he's like, How does he even hear that? I can hear that too. <laughs> That's because he's got the observant feet. And like in the back of my head, I was like, Nice. <laughs> and then the tavern brawler feet where she's fighting with whatever she can find. Yeah. It's because. That's that's the feat you have. You so you good. you're proficient with the improvised weapons. <laughs> It's great. It was like it they are there are it does the game stuff really well. I like it. I have I wonder, to say I do like it. I wonder if on the Im- improvisational element, I wonder if there is a way they can do it in future where there's like an improv game where you're you're improving and someone shouts change every time you say something. So you'd be like, you are my husband, change. You are my wife, change. You are my brother, change. And then, and then it gets more and more ridiculous. And I almost feel like... That with weapons. Like, yeah, like <laughs> if, there's some, if you can somehow integrate that type of improv that exists with a dice roll. Yeah. Like as you're DMing, you're like, you take out your large axe, rolling the dice natural. Like you take out a stick. Like, yeah. I wonder, it would be interesting if, they, if you could actually transfer that into a film. But. Oh, definitely. There's like, there's jokes with that you could definitely put into a film. Like, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You just have them picking up like if they're if they're like constantly fighting with the things around them. You start off with a chair and you move onto the table. <laughs> then they pull out a fork and they stab it into someone's leg. Then they get a ladle and they crack it around someone's head and it bends cartoonishly around them. Then they pick up a loaf of bread and shove it down someone's throat. You know what I mean? Like make them eat it, kind of thing. Then you just get like another guard's leg and you shove that into someone's face. Do you know what I mean? Like. You just build. You just build off of the joke. I love the bard bit where he started to like go. Oh, that was so (laughs) disturbing. It really made me laugh, actually. Just as physical comedy. Uh, an illusion spell, so like minor illusion or something yeah. like that. And then because his concentration was going on it, it was like a that was yeah. so fucking freaky. And it's like stuck. you ro- you go to run, you roll, you get a low score, he gets his foot stuck. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I, that was probably one moment where I felt like it the was D&D. something existing in the uh, rope. Yeah, when he, like I, really I think enjoyed he, that. he ropes something. I think it was the big gargoyle thing that yeah. she animates oh, yeah. and he ropes it and then he looks down and he just sees it go and the fucking that was him <laughs> yeah. being dragged for the rest of the fight i was like that is D. that's a hundred percent and that one <laughs> <laughs> oh and the the um 
I don't know what she grabs. It looks like garlic, but I think it's just a little pouch or something. And literally, as the gargoyle's about to bite his head, she just smacks her in the face. Yeah, and drops the concentration. Yeah, I love it. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice mechanically. What did we think of the magic? Like, in terms of, like, how it looked and how it presented? I hear about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. I liked it. I thought it was really, yeah. It's it really creative. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, wasn't too much either. Mm. Like... They're kind of there were things where it's like you wouldn't have seen it. That oh, fun fact about Avatar: The Last Airbender that I heard the other day: all of the air animation is purely for the audience's perspectives, and nobody in the show can actually see it. So on that note, there was a point where she did the freezing pulse, and you can see it. And it's kind of like in my head, I was going, "Can they actually see it, or do they just know it's coming towards them?" Sort of thing. But it was all really simple. Like it was just one swipe across the screen, and nothing else has changed. Um, I thought it really worked. Considering I didn't know the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> the big hand battle where they're yeah. just having a thumb war. Particularly good. But I, I, as in all those fight sequences, I do think they use magic quite creatively. Yeah, they do. Yes. some interesting yeah. set pieces, and that was definitely one of them. So to nicely follow that, this is what some trivia is. Um, this is what the creator said about the film. Since the basis of the most tabletop campaigns is a group of strangers coming together to complete a job, the matter parallels between heist movies and fantasy role-playing campaigns offer a shared language for newcomers. Goldstein, Goldstein commented that they use the sorcerer character in the film to address why magic can't solve all problems. Um, it makes storytelling nearly impossible if you can solve any problem with a magical spell. Yeah. Goldstein stated that when discussing the visual representation of the film with Daly, director, that they decided they didn't want two people standing there with their hands out and rays coming out of their hands. As a result, the film pulls directly from the magic system of D&D with magic users, u- uh, with magic users combining physical components and verbal spellcasting to show a variety of magical effects on screen. Justice Smith, who's guy who plays Sorcerer, yeah. uh, worked with a choreographer to create unique gestures for each spell, with many of the spells incorporating actual sign language into the gesture. I have to say, that that was a nice little tidbit, is he's got a components pouch, yeah. and he keeps going back to it. Every time he casts a spell, he grabs a new So what component. is that? Is that a- That's like an arcane focus that holds his components. It looks like a, carp- a components pouch. Essentially, a lot of spells require physical components, somatic components, which is like moving your hands, or moving in some sort of gesture, and then verbal components, which is a spell. Some require less, some require none, some require both. You can have stuff that means you require none at all, and you just cast spells willy-nilly. Um... And that was quite a nice little tidbit. When he's fighting in that little tavern, or the ch- I don't know, it was like yeah, a theatre, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And the, the person puts his hand over, over his mouth. Yeah, Great. So it's like, yeah, of course. How's he going to cast a spell? How's he going to cast a spell? And then he reverses gravity. I was like, ah, cool. But wild magic again. Yeah. It was it was a, a nice reveal halfway through the film. It's like, oh, that's why he's bad. Mm. It's like, come on, just tell us that earlier. Mm. <laughs> just tell us that earlier. Again, nitpicking. Like, even the small deals with the little candle. The light, little finger, like, yeah. how that comes back around and is then used. Yeah, that's just a prestidigitation like, spell. That's I love all that kind of stuff because it's the sort of Chekhov's gun thing that they say in drama. Yeah. Like, don't have a gun in the first act if you're not going to use it in the second. Yeah. And yeah. I felt that they did that very well when, like, in a lot of areas, they had something oh, yeah. in the first just calling part back of the to film. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they brought and the they potato used it thing. Later. Yeah. Set up the a potato thing. thing exactly. That, that was the thing that made me go, she's definitely a tavern brawler because she's using a potato as an improvised weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> typical, typical. But with that thing, like the, the candle finger flame thing, yeah. um, that was... Oh. Do you think that explosion would have actually boiled all the water? Yeah. 
Oh, is really that what that happened? I thought it they blew a hole and they managed to swim Yeah, up. that's they, what happened. No, I'm saying if the water boiled, wouldn't that have killed them? Yeah. I would say that it wouldn't have had enough um, time. My question yeah. was, <laughs> why did Thamba Child... <laughs> to get real about this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was just like, why did Thamba Child not just burn them all to death when he had his head stuck in there? He's a dragon, for God's sake. Would he, that have his burned fire wasn't him? starting. Yeah, but like, I didn't get why. <laughs> I was like, because I the DM know. rolled a shit roll. But do you, Well, that is actually true. So a fire a fire breath needs a recharge of a six. <laughs> a five or a six to recharge. You see, full It does have full plot yeah. Do we see that dragon breathe fire at all yes. in the sequence before? Yeah, okay. yeah that's why it's Dis- technically it wouldn't have one recharged okay. up and it is clicking, it's clicking, yeah. it's clicking. Yeah. Yeah. Good detail. Um, oh, I, did I remember? I remembered and then I forgot. Candle um, Yeah, with the, it was just going Candle back to like, with, the, with the portal shooter thing, like just remembering what have we got on us, what can we use? Ah, quick, this is the plan, do it. Like, I just felt like that would be something that would happen in a game. Yeah, oh, 100%. All of it, all of it felt really like solid and really good. And I don't know, I did, I did, I really loved it, I guess. What I'm trying to say is, is that... I'm not convinced now, you're going back and forth. I know, but that's because I guess when you do love something so much, you do want to take it to town and yeah. actually see whether or not it's worthwhile loving. Okay. Like, does this deserve my respect and admiration? And it does. I think it's a fantastic feat that it got... I mean, any film that gets made is like a... I mean, you know, anything that gets made is a fucking... Miracle. It's a miracle it ever got past, I don't know, somebody going, no, this is going to cost too much money. We're not making it anymore. Like, you know, it's a second away from being something or not. The decisions of studio executives are a mystery to me. Exactly. And that's one of the things why I'm like, yeah, it does everything you want it to do. I just, I think I'm more excited for what comes later because Mm. I know that, I don't know, I know that they'll be able to invest a bit more time in it. I know it'll feel a little bit more, I don't know, structured. I hope that they just... I don't know. You I see the know. potential, I think. Yeah. Can... Yeah. Let's Hopefully. hope they don't fuck it up. Hopefully. Also, I think... Let's hope it... this one makes money. Yeah. Mm, that's the only thing that's so. going to have a sequel. Um, but I think also it's... it's There was enough setup that gets people who don't necessarily know as much about D&D to go, oh, maybe I do want to know a bit more mm. about this. Oh, and people then, are going to start playing D&D. Yeah. Well, sure. that's, that's what happened with Stranger Things. And I feel like they've got the people from Stranger Things who started playing like in the last five years. And then it's going to mm. build up from here even more. The timing and of it's quite... They've done well with the timing of it. Perf- mm. It's perfect timing, yeah. Mm. It's going to be a, a certainly a more popular thing to do, I reckon. I'll get more work out of it. For sure, <laughs> yeah. but like more that's just your podcast. Oh uh, yeah, that. hopefully more people right. wanting to listen to the podcast to learn it'll become a bit more like, you know, a, a bit more mainstream than it already is. But yeah. I do have the slight fear that the mainstream the one... will mess it up. Not not that at all. I no, actually no. think that D and D will stay the same and that it'll continue to do the things that it does. Mm. Um, a lot of like backstory is actually relevant to that in terms of like the sort of ethical license that was sort of produced a few months ago there's a big hubbub oh, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about that um but what i actually worry about the most is is like in terms of like marketability if this it's a sword and sandals fantasy sword and sorcery story which doesn't really sell well anymore mm. it, if they're not going to continue with the same characters keep bringing about the same cast they're going opposite the marvel formula which i think is really interesting and i wonder if it'll work better for them if they just start making movies, they go, hey, here's another Dungeons and Dragons movie. This time we're set in 
Zakara, and it's all going to be all Middle Eastern themed. Mm-hmm. Next one we're doing is in Chult, and it's going to be in a jungle where you're like, you know, all the characters are just lost in this Amazon rainforest, and it's yeah. fucking scary. The next one we're going to go to the Icewind Dale, we're going to go back to that prison, and we're going to sort out the Eternal Night that's there. Mm. Like, that is a film I want to watch where you're like, okay, let's see the heroes of this world now. You know, all right, we've had the Vagabonds, we've had the Losers, like, yeah, this mm-hmm. was fun. Let's fucking see some shit go down, you know? <laughs> That's where I'm at. Are you looking forward to Chris Prine coming in to a tavern in, in a post-credit sequence to say he's putting together a team? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the end of every... one, he's like, yeah, we're putting together a team. Samuel Jackson's there for no reason. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be quite hard to rope his character back in because he's got a daughter. Yeah, but that means yeah, but do we have to go through again? Of oh, he has to save his daughter. No, 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 but I mean, like he's got a daughter. Leave him alone. <laughs> well, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like I, I would, if anything, uh, take the, the 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 wizard and the tiefling. They can maybe expand in their own. Oh, thing. actually, have characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, those. I feel like he had a, such a good ending, and it's like he's. I I like the idea of knowing my characters are going to live a good life. Yeah. But yeah, if they're going to be in another film, it's I, like, yeah. when, I they, when do they get to rest? They're setting up. Uh, yeah, uh, Zed, 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 Reggie's character. Yeah. Zenk. Right. Zenk. I think they're setting up him. I wouldn't be surprised if he is like a D and D character that I just don't know about because right. I am not the expert on D and D. I'm just the expert in this room. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the same thing there. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, uh, I feel like that's wrapping up. We got any more thoughts about the film to add? I just got like best film ever, worst film ever. So what? Best film ever or worst film ever? What do you think? Slap bang in the middle. Slap bang in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you. it's tepid. It was a tepid film that I'll tune in for the rest. Nice, Connie. I don't. I don't think it's going to win any awards. But it was, you know, it's enjoyable and it's. I think got a little bit of stuff for everybody, really. John? I mean, basically the same. I think considering uh, how a lot of fantasy things in Hollywood have gone, I thought they did a great job at crafting the characters in such a way that didn't, I don't know, push unnecessary things. And it was Mm -hmm. very much in the world. and And it was a very entertaining, enjoyable film. And hopefully there's more of them. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it feels like a breath, breath of fresh air in the current cinema landscape or filmscape. So mm. if they can keep kind of... <laughs> <laughs> You're hungry, mate. I need some more food. Um, uh, you'll have to go again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah look, if, if, if it can just, I guess, keep feeling fresh. Uh, yeah, I, I'll be back for number two. Number two, when two. we rec- yeah, when we record... Uh, the the second film's review six years time. Yeah. No, I, all I have to say is that it it delivered. It had a dungeon, had some dragons. That's all I wanted. Best one ever. <laughs> how many dungeons? How many dragons? Is this I the best D and D film ever? There was one dungeon, yeah. and the dragon was there. <laughs> yes, that's true. They had dungeons and they had dragons. It was no, great. No, yeah, I yeah I genuinely thought it was great. Well. That's been that's been our thoughts from the secret layer and and all our peeps and and some guest peeps. Thank you, Harry, for joining oh, us. Today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, hopefully we'll have you for review too, and maybe uh, you can come on the podcast and learn about some character races with well, us. I'm certainly invested now. <laughs> Don't ever commit. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan doesn't want you to commit because he's worried that he'll slowly start to become the bottom student out of the group. I think at this point I have no doubt. Are. Absolutely no doubt. No, Kat's not here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks. 
That's the most thing I've ever said. It's true. Kat's not turned up since like episode three. I've done one episode with her, and I have I started on episode four. four, Maybe yeah. Maybe. (laughs) But yeah, no, you should join us. Um, Yeah, it'd be nice to have you on more as well, Jack. No, no, <laughs> it's just over it. That's fair. <laughs> you do have to edit them all, so yeah. that's fair. No, I just appreciate you coming out today, man. Yeah, it's it's been really good fun. Good one. Good, good. All right, well, I've been Niall. I've been Harry, apparently. <laughs> I've been Jordan. I've been Connie. And I've been the other Jack. <laughs> and you've been you, listener. You've been you. <laughs>